Mm, that beat is sick. I love it every time. Welcome to another episode of The Blurred Bar, My Bar Flies. Today is October 29th, 2020. And I say that date just so that we recognize the kind of current state the city is in. Because, you know, we three black boys from Philly. And uh, there's a level of importance to that. And we'll get into that later in the episode. But let me say, it's mm. Big Dan. Mm-hmm. Rodan. Okay. Big okay. Dan. The comic book connoisseur. The sommelier of sci-fi okay. and superheroes. Here again to welcome okay. you to another episode of the Bird Bar, My Bar Flies. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Yo. You gotta love it. Check it, man. What's up, hey. y'all? You know who it hey. is. It's the son of Yasuke. Find him watching anime, sipping some sake. Spirit animal Godzilla sticking to the shadows like Batman. The man's a ninja. It's your boy, Jayhawk. Like it's clean. Yeah. Tagline is sick. Talk to him one time, Sterling. Hey, and I'm back. About my money like a cell sore. Ace trainer, Argent flow, colder than the frail. You are listening up and listen good. I'm saying it again. Blurred bar blowing up like a Dynamax den, baby. It's your boy, Ace trainer, Argent. Stalwart shield without feeling. Welcoming you to the bar of the blurs. How y'all feeling tonight, gentlemen? You just swing with yeah, the. Yeah. He just swinging with it all yeah. the time. All the time, never stops. Even when he's not here, he's here. Right. right. <laughs> so we actually I'm are doing try, something I'm different. Trying. We got uh, our man Sterling, uh, self quarantining, 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 working from home, working from know, home, calling it. in. Uh, but he said he wasn't gonna miss an episode. So here we are. Here we are. Um, and real quick. Just to acknowledge, like I said, we, we, we three black boys from Philly, and um, this is actually happening. We're recording this right on the end of uh, a lot of riots, looting, curfews, uh, <clears throat> and it can be a heavy time, but, you know, we got that black boy joy. Black boy joy. We happy. And, uh, Clap our hands. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this episode tonight might tie in a little bit of that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. first... We're going to do like we always do. Yeah, yeah. Booze. Booze. News. News. So our drunken master for the evening, hey. Joshua Hawkins, hey. Jay Hawk, tell him about that. Booze. All right. For tonight, we have what's called June My 12, and this comes from Heaven Sake. Um, now, funny story. What uh, what got me interested in this was that um, they said there was something on like Facebook, some kind of marketing where it's like heaven sake, because Karens drink Pinot Grigio or something like that. Like it, yeah, it was like they, they came and I was like, I need to try this now. Like, I need to know what this yeah, is. It's successful. Uh, <laughs> right. Um. So no, it's pretty dope. And like the more I looked into it, apparently. This uh, kind of wine is very, uh, you'll find it at like upscale parties and like, uh, what is it, on the West Coast. Okay. And um, that seems to be because this is um, one of the world's first Franco-Japanese sake. Uh, so that means it's a tandem creation of French and Japanese. And uh, the person who made it is a French cellar master called Regis Camus or Camus. 
Um, and the team at Konishi or Kamu, uh, that's true. Um, and the team at Konishi Heaven Sake Junmai 12 delivers a nutty nose with a unique salted caramel undertone. Mm. The light body is filled with savory goodness and leaves with a crisp finish. The 12 in the name comes from the fact that this sake has a lower alcohol content of 12%, but still leaves you uplifted. Um, the nose is uh, has rich notes of salted caramel, Cow uh, cow is that C A C A O cow cow? Right? I would assume. I don't know. I, I ain't that fancy. <laughs> it's a cacao. Cacao. Oh, cacao! And putting the emphasis on the wrong part. Cacao. It sounds like a cacao. Yeah, it sounds like all right, something Mark would say. It sounds like blood. I like my mouth. I think you're holding up a three hundred thousand. And I just played a sound again because he just like dropped some bars. So that's what he does, you know, on on the radio. What? No, that's ludicrous, dog. That's not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was ludicrous. Oh, I didn't. Well, there you go. I mean, if it, was that on food and liquor? No. Oh well. No, dude. I'm pretty sure that's in yeah. It's from yeah. Usher's yeah. Oh, well, I mean, come on. That wasn't Featuring Lil John. <laughs> so, this yeah, is booze. Are you kidding me? Sterling ain't even here, and he sound like he drunk. It's fine. <laughs> no, um, it's booze. Apparently, it's with booze, booze, news, and blasphemy. You might even come like, yeah, ain't one of the best Usher tracks ever. All right, I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill. No, chill. it's fine. I don't know. I mean, we're all like, you know, privy to our things. I just think. I mean, the fact that you didn't know it was yeah, it does bug me. But, you know. I'm sorry. It just. You ain't been to a block party, bro? You ain't been to a block party. (laughs) Post 2004? It just doesn't. um, You just, you had a lot of free time in 2004, huh? I guess. But, like, I'm just saying, it's like, if you were to stack up all of Luda's bars. That's at the top. <laughs> Let's drink you the one to please. Little Chris Phil Cubs, like, come on. That's not. That's not. That's clean. That's not his top. That's clean. That's not. Clean. It's not his top bar though. It's in his top at least for top five. But we're not what? talking about that. We're talking about. Sorry, yeah, we talking about this heaven sake. Anywho, cacao. <laughs> <laughs> June June my twelve. Um, the nose is cacao, kumquat, and almond. Uh, the flavor, savory, and mineral. Round on the palate, dry to off dry, pleasing pastry notes with a bright, fresh finish. Pairs well with ceviche, raw oysters, tuna tatar, poached fish, shrimp cocktails, sashimi, margarita pizza, burgers, New York strip steaks. So as you can tell with that whole list of pairs well, like they really like you, you find this like upscale, upscale places. Um, <laughs> Serving temperature is over ice or chilled. I did chilled. It is a Junmai um, taste profile, rich and dry. Like you said, it's like 12% alcohol. So So not to speak on the fact that Sterling's not here, but my God, you're missing out. Uh, This is crazy smooth. This is dumb smooth. Dumb smooth, like almost like ambiguous. Like to the point where you're like, oh, this could be water. It, it's like water with like, what's that slight taste? Right. Know? Like it ran through a filter a couple yeah, times. Yeah. Um, Ooh, this is a problem. Okay. This is a problem. And I'm assuming it's expensive. So not going to be that much of a problem for me. No, this is this is the least expensive out of their line. Word? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't, gonna, say, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, this so is. Uh, the notes you described are there. Mm-hmm. Subtle, though. They're not like. 
these are notes that like if you were an actual smiley like you'd be like oh no yeah, yeah. I, it's there but yeah. for for <laughs> for the uninitiated such as myself um i just recognize how smooth it is and kind of like you said it does taste like it's been through a filter and i guess that's like the mineral mm-hmm. of it all um but i'll i am enjoying this i yeah this is uh it don't it don't need nothing yeah and on top of that Lord have mercy, it's just, whew. It's really smooth. And I think freeze, well, not, I put it in the, the chill. Yeah. The chill definitely gives it a crispness. Yeah. Um, and rounds it out. Ooh, that's nice. It's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, I definitely see it being paired with, like, fish. Mm-hmm. More, yeah. than, more than, like, beef. I like definitely steak, see it. yeah. Yeah. This, uh. What about some margarita pizza? I don't eat margarita pizza. I think I've eaten it once. It's not something that I would order, but if I was at an upscale yeah. West Coast if party, it's there, <laughs> and I'm like, everything else looks sus, I'm going to eat the margarita pizza. Right, yeah, it's like, all right, well, I got my heaven sake, so right. I might as well, you know, dive on in. Why but, you got um, your own bottle, though? You know why. <laughs> right. Um, you know why. <laughs> you know why I'm here. No, that's a no. This is nice. I the only thing that I am kind of upset at looking at this is the bottle shape, and you mm-hmm. guys will see that um, when we post this. Because um, I just filled our glasses and like how smooth this is. That's, this bottle I can kill to, it. Yeah, like this, I can kill it on my. Own. You would bring your own bottle. Yeah, because it is like it's like what it, it looks. It's funny because it looks like a teardrop, and it's like it's a drop of sake that mm-hmm. you could bring as a personal bottle. Um, but uh, damn, yeah. Yeah, this this was good. I guess we're going to have to sip and savor this. Fuck. This <sighs> That's lame. Pour uh, me another. <laughs> um, so we're going to transition over into. <laughs> we're going to transition into news. Um, I guess I'll go. So we got a little news as far as uh, Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> which is like the most anticipated game of 2020, um, you know, alongside of like Ubisoft releases and Call of Duty. Cyberpunk 2077 has been like the most anticipated game for like the last two years. So I finally Wait, even got, more than Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. Like last, but Last of Us is out, so we can't really say mm. Cyberpunk 2020 2077 was anticipated more than Last of Us too. I'll say that. Mm. And if anyone disagrees, fight me. Um, <laughs> I finally saw uh, the trailer for it, like the mm-hmm. official. Uh, it was like a cinematic trailer. Mm-hmm. Um. The story seems interesting enough. I think people, what really flipped people's lids was seeing Keanu Reeves. Um, and, I mean, take it or leave it like that. I mean, I think Call I of mean, Duty yeah. that with, uh, what's his name? Kevin Kit Spacey before. Kevin Spacey, Kit Harrington. They've had a yeah. couple of those. Um, yes, I think Keanu Reeves helps it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, if anyone that follows, like, CD Projekt Red, Okay. Like you know, like they when they put out work, they put out work. Witcher okay. three was considered is considered still one of the top RPGs ever to be created. Mm. And so when they say, Hey, we're doing another one mm-hmm. and it's first person gives you kind of like a cyberpunk reality <clears throat> with not just customizable choices, mm-hmm. but at the same time like choosing paths to how to start your story and still like at the end of the day you still making choices in between all that. Okay. Um that I think that's the the hope. That's true. It. I will say, so <clears throat> I literally knew nothing about it, right? And I still kind of know nothing about it. <laughs> Fair. I just, I watched the trailer. I'm like, it seems like it could be cool. 
I just it seems like it could be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you talking, uh, speaking on that, on that, with all the other added ins and outs and all that stuff, it, I guess, mm-hmm. I, I hope it's good I for would, all I people would, who are excited. I would, I would <laughs> certainly, I would certainly say to at least set some time apart to like just watch some of the gameplay mm-hmm. because there's one gameplay where they show you like how you can go from one kind of gun to like a completely different like other mode of guns, and it's like oh. This is different. Like, mm-hmm. this is really different. Yeah. And then, like, you get your own internal upgrades and stuff like that, which I guess would sp- speak to skills and things. But um, I had anticipations. I had hopes and dreams on <laughs> November. I mean, I had hopes and dreams in April, and then I had hopes and dreams in, you know, August, and then I had hopes and dreams, and here we are. So, <laughs> here we are. But to their, to their credit, the fact that they're delaying a game means, to me, that they care enough about like the gaming community to not put out trash. That's what you hope and believe. I hope and believe that <laughs> largely because like yeah. Ubisoft, you know, they're notoriously known for releasing broken games and then saying, Oh, we'll patch it later. Mm. Um, and I say that when I, I'll speak on my review for Watch Dogs Legions that I just got. So, uh, <laughs> but here we are. I just did that for Laura. Mm. She has to, she has to taste it. She was asking about it. She was like, can I have Sterling's cup since he's not here? I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was like, I guess. You thought. But um, no, she's going to like that. Anywho, uh, anything else? I I have some. Go ahead. I mean, I think we, we kind of already said it. If you, we've kind of already said it. If you've been following us on uh, socials, uh, the anime. Which for, I'm sure you all have. Right. <laughs> because if you're not, what are you doing? <laughs> um, swear to me. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, story of Yasuke is getting a anime, uh, depiction with Netflix and Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield, Stanfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he is going to be, uh, portraying being the voice actor there, which I'm, I'm, I'm excited of the prospect of this. This could be really good. And it looks like they're not going to do CGI, which I am very on board with. Oh yeah, I think everybody's looking forward. If it's going to be hand drawn or <laughs> yeah. drawn, then yeah. Um, is it going to be samurai shampoo and like Afro samurai first Afro samurai? Because um, there there is definitely a distinction between the first and the second movie. Uh, is it going to be up to that caliber? We can only wait and see. But um, I it's one of those things where it's like. I don't want to get my hopes up to have them be dashed on the rocks. <laughs> I mean, so I think, I think what's going to be solid is the one. I think we just live in a great time for anime, man. Mm-hmm. Like ever since like 2013, I just feel like we've been just on the up and up for like a lot of, for at least most of the major product products that I've seen. Um, so this animation studio is going to be Mappa, which worked on Attack on Titan, the final season. So, um, a product <laughs> as big as that that is that <laughs> which is uh you know do with that what you will right <laughs> um, but i i totally understand you being apprehensive especially because like i think i'm just apprehensive of like everything i mean even i've been reading shaman king and i'm like man some of these battles i'm like man what are you going to do with this but i'm really interested mm-hmm. yeah so i <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's like a movie right where it's like all right, we we know this is happening. We know the. I don't know if everybody knows the character. I know I looked into him a mm-hmm. lot, but um, 
it's just uh and I looked into him before I heard even like whispers of this going on. Like it just seemed I when I was like really into uh Afro samurai and looking into that and like the roots of that. Um it's one of those things where it's like this could be really cool or this could be like the fifth season of Netflix's uh, Voltron, right? Where it's like, why? You know, so- sometimes you just don't have to talk about stuff. Like you, you can say it and like allude to it without actually talking about it. I'm but just, I understand. It's just like I, I wanted to be good, but uh, we are the choices we make. Yeah. I'm oh, holding my to breath. piggyback on that, really quick, Assassin's Creed Valhalla? has no. Oh. Netflix has picked up an Assassin's Creed <laughs> oh, series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know anything about it right now, as far as details are concerned. But they they announced it. I was like. Here's my take. <laughs> really quick. Dance uh, predictions <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Anything normally, you know, as far as uh, inspired by or uh, adaptations for video <laughs> game, video game adaptations don't normally transition well. You thought our arc was over. But <laughs> you are right. We still here. <laughs> it's, it never, it never left. It, it won't leave you. That's not our fault, though. Right. No, it's just society. <laughs> right. Um, but the concern is, with the way Assassin's Creed stories were written prior mm-hmm. to this, mm-hmm. if they do it episodic, it could play out better versus mm-hmm. the movie, which was just thrown in the uh, trash garbage. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I forgot about that until you said it. Yeah. Um, we try to forget the things we fear. Um, <laughs> so that was my <laughs> other piece, <laughs> piece of news. Uh, Sterling, you got anything for us? Um, just piggybacking off of the Netflix anime confirmations, we got Pacific Rim Black, which is going to be a story set in Australia uh, about some people fighting some kaiju. We got Eden. We got a Resident Evil series that's going to be CG. Um, this highly anticipated The Way of the House Husband. Have you ever heard about that? The what? The Way of the House Husband? The Way of the House Husband. It's a dude who's been in the Yakuza his whole life, but now he's like settling in like it's a slice of life comedy but it's like he's settling into being a house husband stay-at-home husband instead of like a yakuza member and it's like you got this super badass looking dude he's like you know making ventos it's it's, it's going to be great it's uh, highly anticipated people love the manga um it, it sounds and, like um that sounds like uh full metal full metal panic or full metal Alchemist? full metal panic sorry Forgot that there were two. Yes, have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Full metal panic. It's an important distinction. Yeah, very. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that sounds. It kind of sounds like that. I mean, could be cool. Could be cool. Yeah. Uh, um, that's all I got. That's all I got for news. Last thing I have. Um, I'm sorry, but I have to talk about it. Uh, I don't know if we have any like car people in our in our in our bar fly pack, but the Bugatti uh, Devo is a beautiful piece of artwork. Um, and it's pretty much what's crazy about it is already dumb expensive. And the only way that you can even be qualified to get it is if you have the Bugatti Chiron. So like you have, you, you have, to what? Like, yeah, like it's you like, prerequisite car? yeah, <laughs> it's, a pre, it's like it's a, to I'm, unlock. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Like what kind of paywall is that? Yo, it's it's it is the paywall. <laughs> does life every... mirror art or does art mirror like? <laughs> but uh, if you like, I was watching um some top. I was watching a Top Gear episode, uh, and watching funny watching this. Oh, I told you about this, Daniel. Watching mm. this Top Gear episode of the uh, Bugatti Diva, I was like, ooh, 
I definitely need a PS5 because I definitely need to get a uh, Gran Turismo 7. So <laughs> definitely look into that. It's a real, like, it's just. I mean, you got to post the card now on the. All right, I will. You're going to have to. Okay. It's sexy. But yeah, so, that's all I got. Really quick. Show notes. Don't have a lot for reviews. I mean, you got little pieces here and there. Uh, Sterling's been reading Shaman King. Um, I've been watching. <clears throat> I'm still continuing my journey on of JoJo. I am on episode, I think I did episode 30 of Diamond is Unbreakable. Uh, and what I will say is that the, I don't know if, I don't know if JoJo gets better or you just learn to live with it. And like, you just grow with it, right? Like, but that can be said for a lot of things. <laughs> but I, def- That's true. You definitely grow with it. See, the, the appeal is, they, they, what they do is they're like, here's, here's established rules. And it's like, psych, you thought. And then every single, everything, <laughs> it just gets more and more bizarre until we hit a critical mass in part six. And I'm very excited. I almost want them to like not animate part six. It just skips mm. the part seven, but part seven won't make any sense if you, if you don't see part six. Cause it's like, wait, where did everybody go? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, how are you liking it so far? Because I love part four because of the stakes have always just been like, oh, we got to stop this guy from, like, destroying everything or killing all <laughs> the the world, though. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes in part four are just like, oh, this town is weird. <laughs> yeah, so um, the stakes are definitely lower, and on some, sometimes I appreciate it, and then sometimes, like, they, I guess what... <laughs> what Dan would call like overacting. Like, <laughs> like they, they don't accuse me of that. You, you two are a thespian. Don't ever, don't accuse me of just being petty. I'm not oh, petty. Goodness. I'm not a petty person. Okay. All I'm saying is you could also say they're overacting. All right. Uh, <laughs> um. I thought attacked. Okay. I thought attacked. <laughs> I'm minding my business. I ain't even had no, I had no commentary on Jojo at all. And he was like, but Daniel would say, Oh gosh. Ugh. But uh, like some of their expressions are a bit like overboard for what the situation calls for. Outside of that, um, it's it's interesting the certain things that they do and things they pull off. Um, Chase the theme song. I think it's like the third or fourth theme song in in Diamond is Unbreakable. Like slaps really mm-hmm. hard. Actually, I feel like uh, mm-hmm. Diamond is Unbreakable probably has the most likable songs like theme songs so far and I, I think I have like nine episodes left so like out of all of them I know that uh I've been enjoying the theme song for Diamond is Unbreakable the most outside of that like actual story wise it's anime um it's anime and it's anime and it's anime <laughs> um and then just it is like I, I think I said this before in an earlier episode it is the most normal anime out of the Jojo repertoire so far that I have seen. Yeah. Like the first yeah. and second ones yeah, yeah, yeah. are just like over the top ridiculous. Um but this one is like, okay, this is like this is this is where I should have been introduced. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I need to see all the other it's stuff. It's like the most is is the dip your toe in Jojo. Like no one dips their toe though. Like you, you push everybody in the pool. That's right? What you yeah. Do. No, that's legit. But if you were to like, like, all right, watch this first, and then watch that. But no, but it, it also goes out of order. It won't make any sense. Right, and that's and that's the thing where I, I am. I appreciate that I went 
the way that I did starting with the season one, but at the same <laughs> the time, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, yeah, this is more my speed, I think. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's that. Sterling, so, you got anything to review? A review. I have been reading Shaman King and I really, really, really enjoy it. It kind of blows my mind actually that this came out in 2000 because it is very shonen. Um, you know, and it, I, I've been reviewing myself because I'm trying to, I'm thinking about like looking into like more slice of life stuff, start watching the sports stuff, just branch out and just like not shonen because I've, I've been like born and raised on shonen. But um, when, about, even evaluating this in 2000, it's like, okay, this is shonen, but it's not like bad because shonen is always like, here is Special Boy. Special Boy is going to lose. Aha, Special Boy did not lose. And it's not that Shaman King doesn't have that, but at least they try to give it like. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Special Boy does not lose. I like that. Um, they try to give it as much explanation. Like, they, they also fall victim to be like, wait, but you just said. Because there are some times where they're like, all right, here's this rule. And it's like, and then somebody does the exact opposite. It's like, wait, you just said. Uh, but ultimately, the pacing is fantastic. You care about these characters. Yo, Tao Rin is like, because we get a lot of Vegeta-esque characters, right? Like, kind of hate you, but you're still like, Tao Rin is the bomb. And like, he's really, he's really great. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, excited to see an anime. I'm really excited. I don't know how many seasons they're going to do, because if we get to the, the final battle is just like, it's magnificent. It's, it's like, it's really fun. It's really cool. But anyway, um, been enjoying that from a Shonen standpoint. Um, Juju, speaking of Shonen, Jujutsu Kaisen, yo, if you all, if you're not watching it, you really should. It's gorgeous. It's, uh, it's, it's really interesting because it's Shonen in, in like 2020, and, but it's not deviating from that old Shonen formula, but it's still really good and palatable. Hmm. Um, cause like Itadori is like, this is special boy. Why is he special? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> and you just kind of like follow him and he's like Harry thrown in this situation now he's got a oh look at that superpowers isn't that cool <laughs> um but yeah it's, it's magnificent beautifully animated it I'm really excited to see where it goes because now it's starting to deviate a little bit or if it even if it doesn't like what's shown in like in 20 because like what would Dragon Ball Z be like if we had like the animation of like uh Dragon Ball Super Broly right because I don't mm. know if y'all seen Broly but that is that animation, I don't... That like, animation it's, was it's clean. Cuckoo bananas. It was it's clean, but it, it was a lot of it was a lot of transitions in there that I don't know if you could put that into an episode. I think because no, it, no, it went from it, it went from CG to animated, then went to hand drawn CG, and then I was like, oh, this is a lot, but it was clean. Are you talking about like that final battle yeah. where they were like breaking like the time spectrum or something All like of it. that? Yeah, yeah, that whole fight. That was weird, <laughs> but everything before that was very. Oh cool. yeah, everything before that was nice. Um, I'm or sorry. even ahead, um, in Dragon Ball Super, with uh, when they were fighting, which McCall is Zamas in the in Goku Black, like that mm. was that was beautiful animation too. But it, um, sorry, Jujutsu Kaisen, it's really awesome, great animation, very shonen, but still palatable. Um, oh, we got news also. The flip back, um, Demon Slayer beat Spirited Away for I think the most grossing animated it film. It did. Um, Last time I heard yeah. it was like it, I know it was like third highest. Yeah, nah, it beat it. Wow. <laughs> um, I'll find the article for it, but yeah, yo, Demon Slayer, I heard just keep breaking records. 
rightfully so. So okay, this I want you. Thank you for reminding me. I want to get into that a little bit. Um, Demon Slayer, it being a movie, I don't know how I feel about that. I and here's because here's the thing with anime movies. One, you don't know. Well, this one is going to be canon, but like stuff like um. Right. What was it? Uh, my hero. Yes, my hero. Who that comes out with like a movie, like like their fucking iPhones. But like, <laughs> it's just um, you. There's no there's no real stakes to it because you know it has to continue. You know the you know he's gonna win. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we are we we get it. Like this is just kind of like a side quest kind of a thing. These um, things happen. Um, but yeah, I just, so with this being a movie, I, I wonder what the stakes are that will be at the end of the movie keeps me to come to the next season. Mm. Um, well, I mean, the next season gets them to the city where one would hope, but but it's the last season. So, oh, really? Okay. They're only doing one more season after this movie. So, oh, well, and so with this being a movie, I'm like. But this could have easily been like four or five episodes, which they're like condensing into a movie, which I'm fine with rather because like, how long are you going to be on the train? Like if the, if the train rides technically two hours, how long do we got to be on the train with you? That's the question. So my question is, yeah, with, with that being the case though, like why didn't you just include like, it could have been an episode. It could have been, it could have been two. in a series. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we okay. That's yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not think, super upset, but I'm just agitated. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see how it works. Yeah. Um. We definitely probably need to just do a watch party of that. Probably and watch it together. It and also see looks how. like it's gonna be CGI. Like there's definitely CGI, CGI because there's CGI. There was CGI at the end of the the last episode going into it. People so. say that, and I just like yep. I gotta rewatch it. Yeah. I just be into it. Like there was I, definitely CGI in like two or three episodes. But okay. anyway, anyway, um, most most of it. <laughs> there's CGI in a lot of it, but as far as like CGI focused, it was a lot more CGI in like the the more like final two or three episodes. Hmm. Um, really quick for my review, got Watch Dogs Legion this morning, played it at midnight and um, played it for a couple hours. A lot of repetitiveness from the previous games as far as the hacking puzzles. Um, the as far as the city is concerned, beautiful, beautiful big city. Ubisoft did their thing as they normally do with landscapes, so I'm not complaining there. Um, the prospect of playing as anybody, uh, any of the NPCs in the game, um, I have to play it more. I, I just because <laughs> there's like some that don't like you. So if you if they don't like the group you organization that you represent, which is DeadSec, um, then you can't recruit them. Mm-hmm. But they they have they're the ones with like the talents and stuff and like the abilities to like go through you know passable doors and stuff like that and have uniforms so um i just have to play it longer i guess uh but beyond that for first takes and first impressions it's a clean game um i haven't seen anything crazy bugs yet but you know it's ubisoft so give it time they will not disappoint themselves without breaking the game somehow Mm -hmm. um but i love y'all though i do because i they are most of my video game collection. Like my, my <laughs> video game library is more Ubisoft than anything. Um, but we're going to get into the episode. Uh, Cause it. it's my episode. Yeah, it is. It's my side quest. Hey, I got questions. Okay. And I want my peoples to answer them. Answer. It. And so um, some of these are 
they're weighted questions. They're they're loaded. Um, and some of them are just for fun. Other of them tie into kind of what we are facing in society. Uh, because I have a lot of questions about y'all favorite vigilante. Uh, I ain't got more. I ain't got much Batman hate as of late just because I'm like, mm, it's Batman. Get over it. Like, but you know, we might throw Batman under the bus for a little bit. Uh, but let's get into it. So this is big Dan side quest, a journey into vigilantism. I don't even know if vigilantism is a word, it but is we, now. it is now. <laughs> it is. I think it is actually. So, uh, my first question for y'all, and uh, <laughs> I'm curious. I'm very curious. Why is there such like so much eye rolling hate for Superman? Like, I know why I don't like Superman. Like, mm-hmm. he's straight up Boy Scout. Um, he preaches the American dream without necessarily like recognizing that this whole aliens and immigrant like. This boy came out of nowhere, and he was like, "Oh, cause I look white, I'ma just go ahead and embrace." What if Superman was black? But he I got, I got, he don't I, even go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another thing that takes me out. His whole superpower is be absorbing the sun. How you not got no melanin, none at all. That's hilarious. No tan, but you get your powers from the sun. This might seem divisive, and I'm not trying I was about to start. To say, that nothing. seems kind of problematic, <laughs> but I'm curious that this ball don't get no sunburn, but just be standing up. <laughs> this ball, <laughs> this ball, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> just stand up in the sun, just like ah, I'm a power up real quick, but don't get no melanin. Anyway, answer this question for me, please. Uh, Sterling, do you want to go? Like, first? You want to go first, bud? <laughs> Y'all like I'm not touching this. No, I, I mean because no, I, I have my I reasons. Go, go ahead, go ahead, Sterling. Okay, all right. So I love this topic, and then I love discussing things now as opposed to like you know when the the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and then so comics and storytelling as a whole are going to be tied to what's going on in society. They're a, a, a voice of the people. They're a, another form of art. Art is the voice of the people, right? So, or it can be, or, you know, sometimes should. And then there's also a bigger overarching question of like, okay, does every story need to contain a moral? Does every story need to link in life with someone? But I thought all that to say, uh, Superman, like, I actually, I understand the sorrow of Superman that actually came from, what is his Alex Ross story? Because I know all Alex Ross stories have three words. And it's like, I think something of hope, because I think uh, Batman's this war on crime, and then Wonder Woman had one. But anyway, just the, the, the concept that Superman is like trying to make things better, but by existing, he then invites these cataclysmic things that only he can answer. Um, so by him just being here and him being the answer, like if he removes himself, people can and they'll they'll try, but then you get people they'll try to fill that void. But then you get people like Lex Luthor, who's like, Okay, I can do it, but at a price. And so like <laughs> that's not like the good will that he's trying to establish. So I see a great sorrow 
in that. I'm like, damn, you really trying out here, dog, but you're like in an unwinnable war. Um, I don't really have that much. Like, it's it's fascinating to me that when people talk about Superman, the words Boy Scout come up. I think a strong seventy six percent of the time, <laughs> um, and I think some of that this case can come from not really being relatable. You know, like here's this dude that you know strong faster than a locomotive, a speeding bullet, single bound. Um, like, who who is that relatable to? <laughs> you know, we have mm-hmm. people that can aspire. And I love that Superman has given us so many characters uh, like All Might, but then they make All Might relatable, you know, where they're like, okay, here's this person who attained everything, sacrificed greatly for everyone like he said he would, and now here is the aftermath. That like, okay, now you have been removed, and here's another point in the story. Now, if we we could do a whole episode of My Hero Academia, so I'm going to take two steps back. But um, <laughs> I think Superman only really now i can't super speak because i know the superman stories i read were like from 09 right so mm-hmm. like things that have written and also final crisis where the superman picked up a book with infinite pages i will never let that go mm-hmm. <laughs> so and neither will but um so as things that have come out i was really super interested i think in 2011 superman unchained came out because they gave more of an insight of like superman problem solving in his head like at super speed and like this is a cool insight into this um and then when you write it's so super interesting from a story writing perspective and i'm gonna pass it off to josh after this but i call it like you gotta be very careful of super saiyan 3 right (laughs) specifically when when we are, we're talking about cases that are written in a melodra- melodramatic fashion, we're like, okay, this person just got their powers, and now they're stopping petty thieves. And they're like, okay, this person just punched through a building. And it's like, okay, now we're blowing up planets. And it's like, as your character is advancing in power levels, mm. we must then create something that can create conflict, mm-hmm. that can even be a match. And we don't just ask, like, okay, well, why don't you just keep vision this guy out of whatever? No, mm-hmm. it's supposedly like the moral standpoint of like oh i'm not supposed to x y and z is supposed to help with that and but then that also creates more distaste because it's like well why don't you just do x y and z you know everybody everybody knows how to run the zoo when they're not the zookeeper right <laughs> um but i can i can keep going on and on i want to hear what josh has to say i want his analysis because he's the best um <laughs> okay all right um Here's, I think, (laughs) (laughs) as a Batman fan, here is why I don't care for Superman. Mm -hmm. Is he really that special? Here's my thing. Yes. (laughs) Go ahead. No, I'm good. Here's the thing. He gets his power from the yellow sun. So the question I have, and I'm sure it's been answered, and I'm sure it's been answered in a way that's like, well, that's writing, like, do <laughs> sex Makina, like, I guess. Um, but because he just showed up and, like, had this power, it's kind of like, damn, you ain't do no push-ups. You ain't do nothing. You just, you just here, and because of chemical reactions, like, you never know. Back on playing Krypton, he might be a little punk at... He might not be as great. <laughs> um, he, so what you're saying is, you, you sorry, that heaven sake is really smooth. So, I mean, go ahead. No, wait, say that again, Sterling. I said you have qualms with special boy being special boy. You find it not satisfying writing. 
I guess that's mainly it. It's just like I get that you're super powered and everything. That's cool and all. But I, I guess it's, ooh, it's like those self-made millionaires who aren't mm. self-made. You know, <laughs> your daddy, your daddy. You talk about what you did. No, your daddy did. But I think, I think that was my main thing between the whole like why I really like leaned on Batman and not Superman because mm. like Bat, like he literally went away and did the training, did the work, and came back. Yeah, financially. Person- you know, he's kind of like Superman, right? Like, <laughs> he's a financial Superman, sure. But. <laughs> so are you saying that his superpower is white privilege? Oh, no. <laughs> Outside of that, <laughs> when it comes to actual, like, fighting and, like, like because he gets down and dirty, like, in the trenches with it, mm. it's like, oh, no, like, you put him on any planet, like, for the most part, depending on the gravity, you know what I mean? It's like he's Batman wherever he goes. Right. So that was that's my whole thing of like why I don't care for Superman. I like you like it's like you understand it, you can appreciate it for what it is, but it's like, nah, that's not like, you know. Well, I mean, you know, he existed for a lot of reasons as far as like an allegory for Jesus. Mm. You know, he appears super powerful at the age of thirty and then it's just like, Oh, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. Before that, you don't really, like, you understand that he was raised on a farm in Kansas and, like, therefore kept out of the public eye. Right. Um, I think the reason why I see so much Superman hate and why even I feel, like, ugh, every time I hear the character brought up. And the crazy part is, as a kid, you know, me and my brother tried to be, like, opposing sides. So I would be Superman, he would be Batman. Mm. I just like the color scheme, for real, for real. Because there was, there was not much else to him. But, um... The more interesting stories of Superman have often been when he's been depowered, mm-hmm. um, when he actually has, when there's actual stakes. Yeah. Um, because no, no one wants a man that can go faster than a, a speeding bullet mm-hmm. or a train that you know shows up and stops petty criminals. Like you got more <laughs> important stuff with your time. <laughs> like, like certain cops, right? Anyway, uh, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like you over here giving me a parking ticket, but. The bull over here just stole like a whole bunch of radion and ultrium <laughs> bombs or whatever, and you out here stopping me. But he, and and that's another thing you don't see in Superman comic books is not like he stops a petty criminal and like while he's like trying to tell him like, hey, don't do bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Somewhere else in the distance, like a whole like terrorist cell is like Superman can't hear us, and like Superman's like, no, I can hear you, but I'm I'm dealing with this petty criminal. Like <laughs> I don't know, but and you know we can obviously go into a whole like try it about this but um and we would certainly like to hear what the barflies have to say about this uh once they hear it but i'm gonna jump into the next question wait i just want to say one thing about the superman thing um one thing that i did see that was really cool i think it was on justice league is when he um he i think he's like squaring up against dark side mm-hmm. and he's like oh i finally get a chance to like go all out because like you can take it mm-hmm. so now we about to we about to throw hands and like he punches him and like it like creates sound waves and whatnot that was that was like the no, one part I mean, that, that I was like. I think that's, that's what cool. people always look for is like him being able to let loose. Yeah, because you you know you see Superman show up and like quickly raise somebody off the ground and like it's not done. choke them, but just like he's like, do you understand what I could do? Right. So yeah, when you see him fighting, <laughs> you Dark are Side, alive because I, I let that exactly. <laughs> um, and you had made a point earlier, really quick, uh, about um, like he him being regular. If he was on Krypton, 
Yes and no. He comes from like a line of apparently like of course. See, like morals. I said, of course, because you know white privilege is white privilege, regardless of where you come from. Um, stay in your lane. So you, so you just saying it tonight. So oh, I'm just, saying, white privilege, white privilege might come up in this conversation like six times. I'm just going on. Know. I mean, there's no way it can't come up in this conversation. Honestly, there, the the question, like I said, the questions are loaded, and I I feel like this is a part. Forgive me, barflies. This is going to be a little bit of a release just because of like all the stuff that's been going on. I haven't really been able to talk about it. Real quick, mm-hmm. um, I I today, uh, speaking of reviews, I listened finally to um Toby, Toby Wingway. Yeah, he's he. I've been he's, trying to put you on for forever. I know, and I just didn't do it. But like, I I really vied with. Each and every one, like I just put on the YouTube mix, and I was just like, from beginning to end, this is just a has been a great time. Yes, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, shout out to Toby. Um, if ever he hears this, like he's definitely like one of my favorites, at least within the last two years. He needs to do a track with Kendrick. Uh, no, he wants a track with Andre, and we 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 want that. That's what we want. That would be cool. I think it would also be cool to be, do a track with Kendrick. Yeah, but. All right, so right. next question. <laughs> we can talk about this elsewhere. <laughs> we're gonna get the we're gonna get to this the blur episode. bar on all social media because I I got questions and I feel like we need to fly through them. There's a couple questions yes. here, so I might skip a few. Right. Um, so you know, like I said, a journey into vigilantism. So I'm gonna jump down to one of the questions I had that was kind of at the bottom here. Should Batman have more than the two rules that he currently has, which is no guns and no killing? All right, so I'm going to go first on this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, here's, should he have more rules than that? Yes. No. Should he have less rules? Maybe. Mm-hmm. This is just a personal take. Mm-hmm. Um, I I get it. I get the whole moral high ground and like, you know, can't kill and yada, yada, yada. And then like people make like very interesting points that are very true. Like if you watch the animated series, there's been some stuff that goes down. It's like, I'm pretty sure he died. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that man died though. Like, um, if he didn't, he's on life support. Um, so I like, especially being in 2020, uh, I think, I guess it's cool to see that he doesn't need guns, right? Because he's Batman. Um, at the same time, how, how quickly, how much more quickly could he solve some things? With guns? With, without. Or killing? With, yeah. It's, you know. I, Girl, I'm like, I'm, I mean, yeah, you, you, I mean, you finished or you done? I'm pretty, I'm pretty much done. I'm just like, I get where he's coming from and I get he does it because he's a hero, right? And not an anti-hero. Mm. I, I would be down to see some anti-hero Batman. Sterling, go ahead. I'm going I'm to say my piece <laughs> at the end. I'm going to save all my answers toward the end. <laughs> What's a little meaning between friends? <laughs> so this is a great question, which leans into the stories of vigilanteism, because vigilante, which leads into current events, vigilanteism comes from when a person sees that a system is in place and it is not helping people. It is, this system is supposed to be there. But it's helping either a select few and not everybody, and they do something about it. You know, we have Robin Hood, which had he was a part of some systemic issue, and was like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to fix this, or try to make this better the way that they understand, which is taking a stuff. 
<laughs> and giving it back out to people who have left. Get got. So, so wait, are you saying Robin Hood <laughs> supported looting? But proceed. Whoa. Proceed. Proceed. <laughs> proceed. Proceed. I told you I'm ready. This stuff is loaded. I'm ready, but go ahead and answer go ahead and answer your questions. Um, but uh I knew it, like oh man. Um, so when we're talking about Michelangelo's story, that post. No, we it's won't. that it's a, <laughs> it's um there are tales of like people going outside the system mm-hmm. or the system's been set up and we have people who have the resources and the power to manipulate it so that they never face what they should be facing, which ideally is quote unquote justice. So then you have this person that operates outside the system to usually with like either force or means that people are like, hey, that's not peaceful. And to get specific results, right? So this whole question of, I mean, I'm sure there are literally college courses on the effectiveness of Batman or the effectiveness of vigilantism as a whole on a larger scale versus a small scale, right? So we, are, we have this question of effectiveness. So Batman's whole deal, because he's supposed to be like a vigilante and he's already like opposing quote unquote the law, which the law has always been written to be quote unquote good until when, right? Like when did we stop looking at it in that light that the laws are automatically just, the laws are automatically good? Because I'm going to say it right now, Sterling Spencer of the Blur Bar, there are some laws that are not just, and that's just what it is. Um so like You're not when wrong. we don't look when we look at it when we look at when the writing is seen as the law is also in opposition. So this is this is there's so many points of tension in a vigilante story. You have the person that the vigilante is literally trying to take down, and then you have them trying to elude the law, which is then also a force against them that is supposed to be with them. Then you have the public eye of like how people feel about like what they're doing and X, Y, and Z, and there's just so many points. Anyway, but to get into the effectiveness of Batman, um, his rules come from him because vigilante stories already have people towing this line of being, oh, are they a good guy or a bad guy? So like him being trying to use force to be effective because I mean, then he originally started because the Gotham PD was like super uh, corrupt, right? Right. Well, the Gotham, yeah. Gotham so, PD had failed him personally, right? Due to the right. you know the murder of his the parents and all that. Too. <laughs> um, but so his his these rules are meant to separate like oh I'm doing some stuff that you would that most people would be like mm, I don't know if that's cool but I don't do that though but I'm not I'm not I don't do the big bad that's not me. Mm. <laughs> But that doesn't mean people aren't incapacitated. You know, I love that that one meme. It's like, oh, I'm going to kill you, but these medical bills are. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's, that's very happy. <laughs> so it boils down to a, a question of effectiveness, and I mean, we it, it's it's the question of like local versus on larger scale, like local versus municipal versus like federal. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think DC has like states. Per se, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, I, I think, think they do, do because the they, States, there's been right? the United States and people have been presidents and etc. Um, you know, he's dealt yeah. with governors. Lex Luthor, actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, were you done? Yeah, yeah. Go oh. ahead. I mean, I, I think it's so. I didn't really answer the question like, should Batman have more rules? I think it's like this is a much bigger question of effectiveness of what Batman's trying to do versus what he's actually doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not necessarily asking for the perspective of the people. I'm asking y'all 
So that might help it narrow it down just a little bit, just because you can ask the philosophical questions of it. But at the same time, like if you look at like the existing nature of Batman, like, you know, the fact that he maims people on the regular, like petty criminals to the maniacs, you're like, Oh, maybe he should have more rules. Like there should be a level of restraint for Batman, like stopping a petty thief or like a henchman who just signed up with the Joker you know, for the sake of feeding his family. You got to pick your team, man. You got to pick, pick correct. Pick correct. You're saying. Send, send like, the new guy. Right. Send the new guy. And, you know, so, and I mean, like, I'm nitpicking. And obviously, like I said, these questions are loaded. Um, largely because of the fact that, like, there's a level of escalation and de-escalation, right? Mm. That we expect from cops. Mm-hmm. But if we give it, if we go and give Batman a hero title, right? Even though he's a vigilante, you're gonna give him a hero title. When do you see the line being crossed? Like he does some line crossing stuff, far as morality is concerned. And as far as heroism, he vigilanteism is almost kind of like a response to a question that hasn't been asked yet. Sometimes, not saying always, because sometimes I was about Batman, to say, I, Batman I feel like is a like lot a of times that we thing. see him, but sometimes Batman with his whole ultra detective type living will be like oh i'm gonna stop this crime on the way like you know oh bane's about to take over the city but i'm gonna stop this man that's robbing blowing up this atm just because that could be problematic largely due to the fact that this man has economic status that would largely improve on the city that he can currently protects i think the issue comes in from what i've seen when this is also a fictional character, and I understand <laughs> that we're arguing a fictional character, but there's still, you know, any any form of fiction yeah, has ties to reality. Right. So that's what I'm asking. So from what I've seen, when he stops somebody, he ha- he literally does have the evidence to support what he's about to do. Yes. So, and largely, largely, if we're going to blame that on writing, it is what it is. Just like with Superman, right? right? It is what it is. So when he like steps up to somebody who's like, you know, robbing or like they are, they're, they're the new dude and and the Joker (laughs) and the Joker gang. It's like, bro, you here in clown outfit. I already know what you about. You should have. You should have picked. You should have picked this. But what if he's going to a kid's birthday you, party? Like, nah, bro. Why are you in your? Why are you in clown uniform? You need to get a different clown uniform. Joker's colors are purple and green. You should have did red and white, bro. Why are you up here in purple and green? What you about to do? So no. you out here costume profiling. <laughs> you so I'm gonna come at you. Because you here in the wrong colors, bro. Stepping, you know what I mean? Like gang signs. Just, just see some kid out there with Bat two mismatched shoes and you out here talking about, he repped Two-Face. <laughs> he repped <laughs> <Run> that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think, but, <laughs> so I think when he, when he steps up to somebody, it's like, he literally, he legit, because he's doing his super detective thing, mm-hmm. he's like, nah, we stopping this. We stopping this like right now. Right. Um, where in recent events in real life, mm-hmm. there have been people showing up to scenarios without all of the information or faulty information. Mm-hmm. And people are like, hey, chill out. He like, that's my son. I just oh, you mean him. police? <laughs> like, 
I'm not holding back. So hear me out. You saying I hear what you're saying, right? So we really quick, we're gonna say the police on a vigilante tip, real quick. Um, no, you're absolutely right. Like sometimes they come up with not all the information. I get mm-hmm. the concept of life or death situations, mm-hmm. the risk of losing life. Also, when you use the word protect, the moment you use the word protect, that means you are saying my life is on the line for somebody else. Mm-hmm. When I say I'm protecting my daughter, my wife, I'm putting my life on the line. Mm-hmm. Whether there be stakes or no stakes. So, if the fear of your life is so great, overwhelmingly great, that lethal force mm-hmm. is the first step in your mind, don't think, you know, hang up the cow. Like, you you know, don't, don't respond to the bad signal anymore. <laughs> if, you know, you hear it on the radio, hey, there might be a disturbance. <laughs> like, you might be like, I'm out. You're like, hey, anybody else got this one? Right. Uh, not for me. So, <laughs> and that's maybe maybe that's why he doesn't kill because he's like you know. Plus he he doesn't kill, but he is equipped. I mean, I, he got the money to sit through some court cases what? because I would be like, if I would be calling up Batman, like first of all, all I did was wear the ma- the clown mask. <laughs> I have yet to commit any priors. <laughs> this man came up, broke both my shins, said, "Where are they? I don't know who they are." And <laughs> and now I'm stuck with this medical bill sitting in Wayne Hospital that he owns, and I the bank fees are out of how out many of this world. times has Batman? I feel like I feel like you're the prosecutor and I'm the defendant of Batman. And so he's just sitting there like the judge. He's like some jury. He's like maybe. I want to say how many times has Batman approached somebody who has not who has not been like worthy of the treatment. That has been given. Once again, story. Maybe writing. writing. It's likely writing. <laughs> but <laughs> my defendant here, when he approaches people, he knows what he's talking about. I got to move on to another yeah, question. We got to move on to another question. But, like, I don't know. Sometimes Batman playing for stuff without actually knowing if it's proven or not. Hence the Doom protocols. But we'll, we'll go on. Okay. Because, you know. Uh, I got, also, real quick, uh, sometimes Batman goes past the limit because he's also trying to act as a deterrent of like, Hey, if you do stuff wrong, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find you. So when he does find people, you're like, yo, tell your friends. So he tell you, basically tell him, run, tell that. Oh, so, so you mean like also, when uh, one of us commits a crime and then, Hey, you might die if you do this again, because <laughs> the police will show up. Kind of. I mean, I, but that is that, that are we yeah, all Batman yeah. to everybody? Yeah. Hey, man, don't do that. That's don't do that. Right. <laughs> don't do that. I mean, technically, that should be the laws in general. But, you know, 12 to 10 in therapy and rehab, <laughs> you know. But uh, next question, and uh, this will probably be, like, our last question. I got questions for days. You, you know. did. You have. You, now you know. Now you know. Now we know. <laughs> and um, definitely we'll probably try to do, like, a live and ask the bar flies. Or even have you guys call it and we could try to do something like that. Just because I got extra questions. But this last one. Other than Michael Jackson in the movie Moonwalker, are there any other heroes that have beat the system and succeeded in restoring peace to their universe, planet, country, or city? So when you first, when you sent these over and I mm. read it, I was like, and I told you, I, I got I got answer for all of these. Yeah. This was actually the one I was like, ooh. Mm. I know, but I, I wanted to see if y'all would think, you know, Try to pull one. Somebody who's actually solved the issue. 
that would be interesting because that means that there's somebody who who put away the who put away the uniform. Yeah. They ain't gotta worry about it anymore. So who hung up the uniform? But then does Hawkman count? I, what has he done? I don't know. <laughs> no. He put up the uniform because he I mean, kind of just like went to arrest like for a thousand years. Well, it wasn't like love, right? Love. Yeah. He got married. He, like, he retired. He's like, yo, I'm t- it's not. It's He's not like, it. I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this for another 40 um, years. <laughs> so I think at this point, <laughs> we should just start throwing out vigilantes to see if we. <laughs> And just talk through it because, like, I'm completely drawing a blank, dude. Like, I'm no, no, no. And I, I asked this question like, because, movies. yeah, I was asking this question just to be like a jerk, kind of, because I'm like, <laughs> technically, Michael Jackson doesn't really beat the system at the end of the movie, but he kind of does. He saves the kids, don't yeah, he? he saves the kids and like brings down the whole regime, but it's in a very co- small confines of a, a short movie, <laughs> like, yeah. but um, that's the case. Uh, what's his name? Plus Ultra, All Might. Oh my! I don't know. Because <laughs> we're talking about a movie. <laughs> we're talking about the movie, not canon. Right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> um, um, uh oh, I don't know. If they. Mm, I was gonna say Samurai Champloo. Uh, you haven't seen it, no. Not, but um, no. Why not? Oh, okay. So I think that the problem with this question is like my the way I'm seeing it is like. Did they put an end to the systemic thing that was making the problem in the first place? Oh, Not I got like, one. hey, did they beat that one guy? But it's like, no, you hang it up when it's like, okay, things are actually legitimately better. You know? Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, the Elder Brothers. That is pretty good, actually. Yeah. They, they went That's to the like top. They really went to the strong. source. That's legit. And wrapped it up. They was like, ah. That's that I would, uh, I, <laughs> I would agree with that. I think so. Do they really count? Uh, I don't think they really count because they were uh, backed yeah. by the government. Yeah, they st- but they stopped at some point. They stopped like, supporting they like, the I'm government. I'm kind of doing my own thing now. Because the they because the, the corruption the was in the, yeah yeah the corruption was in the government. So they were they did work outside of it. I don't know if they were ever like because they didn't face. Um, they didn't face um, oppression from rash. the government, right? Like they they, they identified they the conspiracy. exposed it, yeah. and then people were like, "Oh snap, that's wrong. We should probably handle this." So like they lived in a very utopian world where like they they came with facts, and people were like, "Those are good facts. <laughs> we need to act on those." So like yeah, but even then, like they they uncovered that there was a whole like genocide that took place before that, mm-hmm. um, which was very much the history was played as though it was a war mm-hmm. when it was more of like. A whole like, right? No, I, I'm not like a quieting of the brown they, folks. They were so. they were a successful uh, <clears throat> the the eighth unit in fire force, right? Mm. They like they found Ooh, out yeah. there was a conspiracy. They like leaked. They like exposed it, and then they fixed it. Um, we will still have to see if like the eighth gets to do that, but like mm. it's so. But they didn't have. They weren't by themselves i would say like they had help in like pretty high places you know what i mean no so, they did but i mean like they were like the flagship for it like they made yeah. they ended up doing the final battle and all of that and mm-hmm. like they were the heroes of the story yeah, so that's why yeah i throw that one out there mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i it's just the semantics of semantics. vigilantism right. right but like, technically they are kind right. of vigilantes because they, 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 
Yeah, they did the thing, mm-hmm. and they they were a part of the system, and then they were just like they trailed off of it. Right. So <clears throat> I would still call them vigilantes, based mm. on the fact that like they had their own goals, which are often the case for a lot of vigilantes. Like they have their own personal things that they're like the reason why I do this. Like the Punisher is like you know my family. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Batman the, was like. Did the Punisher get his? Did, did he do what he set out to do? I guess that's a real he, good question. Mm. So, I mean, the, the, now you're throwing questions out here. That's <laughs> my bad. Not my episode. Not my episode. episode. You're right. You're right. You're but right. That's a good question. <laughs> so, really quick, because we, we got a little time. So, we can touch on that one. Would you say the Punisher? Like, I mean, in the in the case of your question of, mm-hmm. like, are there any vigilantes who actually, like, set it out and succeeded? And, yeah, I mean, the Punisher, no. Just because, like, his goal ended up being, like, anybody who's ever done a bad thing. Uh, he changed his mission very shortly gotcha. after. Because he changed his mission statement, now he's still out here in these right. streets. Ah, see, that's why you got no one to, got no no one one to, to hang him. it up. <laughs> <laughs> the Aldrich brothers like, no, we finished, we done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's real. Yeah. Um, how, hmm. the, how does Avatar end? Avatar and And you know what? Even I hate to say it, but so did Cora. We don't talk about her, but I get what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, she did. I feel like she fixed it after like doing a lot of breaking, but (laughs) (laughs) hey, hey, everybody want almonds, so nobody want to break eggs. (laughs) Um, I think Aang would Aang would have vigilante status, but only because the Fire Nation was the norm, and Mm. not that it was just. Right. But he was going against the norm and what was accepted to write everything. And then systemically, he did with Zuko in place. Actually, I didn't, I didn't read the graphic novels, but like mm. Zuko did change what the Fire Nation like stood was doing. So mm. like the systemic problems of like you know one nation imposing on all the other ones via military force. Um, preach, preach. And, but then you know uh, but then we have the the writing of oh it's a cycle because the marriage kingdom is all you know true true but I think Aang, I was saying I think there, Aang, there, was, there was peace in Aang's time like he yeah he could hang it up for a little bit he did hang it up I think they still had like small stuff that they've talked maybe about maybe small yeah, skirmishes but, yeah. but like yeah for the most part yeah Yeah, so we have Aang, we have the Elder Brothers, (laughs) and I'm still gonna say, uh, well, no, I'm still gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say Samurai Champloo. He's Sterling's gonna disagree, but I, I'm gonna gonna, gonna gonna watch it and finish it, and then I can. can Um, What about the the rebels in Star Wars? Like like Rogue One? No, he's talking about the actual Rebel uh, Rebel Alliance. There, there was peace in their time for a brief window, very it, brief, oh, like five years, three years. No, so <clears throat> what was it? The Snoke and all of them came. The First Order pretty much jumped right up, mm. right after they. Yeah, beat. I mean that's what the Mandalorian is about, right? Um, are they? Because that's right after New Hope, right? No, yeah. I thought it was after Episode Six. No, no, it's after Episode Six. So, um, I don't know. Mandalorian comes out tomorrow, so sure um, does. We'll see. But, uh, <laughs> you guys will know by the time we uh, definitely drop yeah. this. <laughs> um, but you're absolutely right. So I mean, the first order didn't like pop right back up, but mm-hmm. they 
Stormtroopers had nowhere else to go. Right. So <laughs> we ain't got no job. Right. We ain't got no job. So we, who's going to lead us? Like, you know, yeah. we're clone Nazis. So, like, we need somebody to be pointing us in the direction. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. So I would say for five minutes, yeah, the Rebel Alliance did they think. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say because <laughs> we got three more episodes of something that was then still led by Emperor Palpatine. In shadow form, so uh, don't. I'm, I'm, see, my episode is next, and I just want my episode to be a good time. But it just might be be ranting about Kingdom Hearts three and Star Wars Episode nine for exactly forty seven minutes. Okay, and y'all can come if y'all want. <laughs> y'all allowed to be here. So my last question, <laughs> and you know, this is going to be the closeout one. Should collateral damage rest on? the shoulders of the hero or the villain. So when I saw this, mm-hmm. my question is, when you say collateral damage, are I'm you talking saying, about buildings. Like, so like who's, some car whose accident insurance is being charged. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> like if y'all, if the hero and the villain has a fight and like bombs blow up, you know, the joke is like, I'm going to blow up a hospital. If Batman doesn't take off his mat. Like, so here's the problem. I think because of, because they being vigilantes, if they are true vigilantes, right? Mm-hmm. Who are you gonna charge that bill to? Because they Batman's gonna be poof and he's gone. No, I like, understand, you know but I'm mean? saying the, should like the the mental responsibility of it all. Because sometimes you can't mm-hmm. just ask for but Batman's black card, even right. though he got it right. on him at all times. Maybe he does. <laughs> that Batman will that Batman will be on these gas. So you was that, you, was that Val Kilmer with the back card? I feel like that was Val Kilmer. Wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely been. was. Sounds like a Ugh. sounds like that era, right? <laughs> we don't talk about Schumacher. <laughs> no, it might have been Clooney. It might have been Bat Nipples. Who knows? <laughs> um. <laughs> so who does it rest on? Uh, like I'm I'm gonna use this specific specific scenario of the Joker and Batman where he's like. If the Batman doesn't take off his mask, I'm blowing up a hospital. Mm-hmm. Do you do you blame? I mean, neither of them can be reached, obviously, for right. insurance. But who, who, like, you, who you who do you get blame upset about? Yeah, I would say the Joker because Batman was just doing his Batman thing. But technically, decided- Batman is also illegal. His his existence in Gotham City is just as illegal as the Joker's is. Right, but the Joker decided to choose Batman as the reason and the the catalyst of like, oh, I'm gonna blow up this building. Why are you gonna blow up the building? Because I want Batman's mask off. It wasn't because like, oh, I want that guy to stop robbing an ATM, or I want that guy to rob an ATM. I need the Batman's mask. Batman ain't had nothing to do with that. He could have been like playing Scrabble. I'm gonna let Sterling go first. Batman was not playing Scrabble. <laughs> he wasn't. He was on Words with Friends. It's fine. <laughs> we know where he was. Um, Sterling, what do you think? Uh, this is really it's an interesting question because I mean it, it leads into like why is this here? Why is the Joker like why? Why are you doing this, Joker? Well, I want this thing. It's like, well, Batman, why are you not taking off your mask? It's like, oh, well, I'm. This, this will cause a long-term issue for because my overall goal, which is overall for the good, for the good of the people. Um, it's uh, but in the end, the Joker decided to push that button, right? Mm. Like, now if you could say the responsibility of like, okay, well, Batman, if you knew that he was going to do that, then it's your responsibility to do everything in your power to make sure he don't. But it's like, but he also he he did it though. 
Um, so in this specific instance, I think it's totally on the Joker because you could just do other stuff, man. Like, you don't have to <laughs> you have to blow, to you have to blow it up. You can talk to somebody. But uh, sometimes when when the language, the people, the only thing they understand is destruction of property. Hey. Oh, he preaches. Hey. <laughs> so no, this is not this is not that so, is, that's not no, so, uh, but this is why I made these questions this is why I wrote these questions because oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. You know and I'm gonna do it. We finished all the heaven sake <laughs> and we about to go in. So, so go ahead. You know, Batman's existence is a response to the crime in Gotham City, right? Mm-hmm. Joker's existence is because of Batman's existence uh, based the on the crime. The escalation. So, uh, so right. First of all, don't roll your eyes. I can't help it. Sorry. Okay, don't roll your eyes. So, the whole existence of the Joker is based on the idea that anarchy exists, whether people try to step up and stop it or or not. So, if the power lies on the responsibility of the hero, self-proclaimed, mind you, because he could have stayed home in his ivory tower and affected change in an economic way and... There'd be no Batman, but the Wayne Foundation, you know, would be looking out for all of the people and Batman could have become mayor and not been beating people up in the middle of the night because, you know, that's the only way he gets to sleep. So I feel like the issue is when you say systemic oppression, is that what you start saying? I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Not at all. Actually, (laughs) I feel like the issue is people saying oh, there would be no Joker if there was no Batman, don't know that. And that's when you start to play God. And that's when you start to play... So, in yeah, this that's fact, when you start but to we get have writing, We have writing to back this up, right? Oh, and the killing joke. The killing joke shows... We show <laughs> We see him fall into the vat of acid because Batman scared him, like, just by showing up. Had Batman not existed, the plan would have went off without a hitch. Now, his wife would have still been dead, and his unborn child would have died. But Batman was the topping on the cake for the Joker as far as... The thing is, we don't know without reasonable proof of doubt. <laughs> I don't care about your client. I don't care. We don't know your that something out, else... Your client out here is reckless. ...would have unhinged him to the point that the Joker... Like, <sighs> some Joker somewhere else could oh, no. respond. Oh, I agree with you on that. Because the whole point of the Joker's existence is all it takes is one bad day, right? Right. That one bad day creates a Joker or also it can create a dead body. So you're going to blame my client, Batman, <laughs> because he had one bad had day. He, because he had he chose, not, had he not he been, chose to go out there. Had he not been in the room where it happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> had he not been there. Okay. So the art of the compromise the is you close your nose and you open your eyes. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, what do you want me to say? The man was there. Had he not been there, the Joker would not have existed. This is, mind you, this is only one Joker because now there's three. Right. But anyway, Sterling, we got heated and I do apologize. We forgot you were here because you weren't sitting no. here. But <laughs> Speak to us. Because Josh almost swung me. He took off his headphones and everything. I ain't trying to hear it. Um, <laughs> the, the, most, the most important thing to remember is that the Joker and the Killing Joke was literally just trying to like have a better life. So that's why he took the job to be the Red Hood anyway. Mm-hmm. Just quick money, trying to take care of his family. 
So if the economic situation was different in Gotham, then mm. there would be no Joker. Mm. You but, better preach. <laughs> so, you better preach. So you saying that Batman is still responsible then? What? The, rich, not, not, the richest man. That. Time out. The richest man in the entire city is not taking care of his city. You got Wayne Foundation. You got Wayne Hospital. You got Wayne Wait, Building. So because he didn't pick up a job application, mm. we gonna blame Batman. I'm <laughs> <laughs> No, Black Republicans. Don't <laughs> but anyway, I am pissed. I am royally pissed. <laughs> Proceed. I'm sorry, Sterling. This is going off the rails. Um, the, I mean, we we have somebody who's vying for good, and I think there's always going to be a person. Why? Well, we can't always say there's always going to be a person vying for chaos, but. There's also going to, there's always going to be very self interested people, which usually lead to either chaos or people putting people in very uh, precarious positions, mm-hmm. which is you know generally seen as not cool. So, um, it's it's I I don't believe the whole I don't know if I'm going to lean into and be like yes if there was no Batman there would be no Joker well if there was no like specific Batman there would be no specific Joker but I'm not saying like what, when we talk about these terms and like more nebulous fashion where we're trying to fit them into other pieces but like oh you mm-hmm. know in this metaphorical there we go there's no if there is no metaphorical batman then there is no metaphorical joker i don't know about that because the whimsy of the universe is, is wild man no it's i agree wild. And i, I agree. think i might i think i'm if Melissa have anything else to say i think i might have to call last call on that one what, what, what do y'all guys feel i mean other than the fact that batman needs therapy and you know i agree we all need therapy, Dave. I, we all I don't therapy. disagree with you. <laughs> all, all I'm do. saying is, if Batman had therapy, there would be no Batman. So that's that's how I'm gonna go. That's how I'm gonna end it. Last because, call for, for sake it. of time. I'm <laughs> going to say whatever, and uh, go ahead <laughs> we can and, have this argument <laughs> elsewhere. Go, go ahead and close this out, okay? Because you gotta um, finish your socket and get out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he mad. <laughs> I don't think we've ever discussed that we're often at Josh's place when we record these, but Josh is about to put me out because of what I, I said. What I said, okay, I'm not backing down. Um, last call for alcohol. Never back down. <laughs> Sterling's already home, so he could just whenever he's ready to dip, he could dip. Uh, <laughs> but you finished the side quest, the journey into vigilantism. Uh, we got questions. I got a lot more questions. I can field y'all. Uh, we can throw them up on the blur bar or on the tweets. You know, y'all just gotta respond to him. Y'all just gotta talk to us. Talk I mean, to us. Josh got time. Sterling got time. That's true. I'm around. You know, you know true. where y'all know where to find us at the Blurred Bar on Twitter, at the Blurred Bar on Instagram, the Blurred Bar on Facebook. Them links be in the bios. The links be in the post. Um, but thank you, because we going we gonna close this down. Um, I want to talk to the city of Philadelphia real quick. Just chill out, man. Like, we are all hurting. There's a lot of negative energy. Um, and as a black man, the goal is to survive and to thrive. Not necessarily make it out, but make it through. So the way we can fix this is by voting. Not just voting for a president. Not just voting for a senator. Vote on your local level, your city level. Uh, the changes only get made when you speak up. Be in the room when it happens. What did Black Panther say when he came through that portal? Ibombe. Here you go. Ibombe. Ibombe. So, 
We love y'all. We thank y'all. The XP we had in and out is the experience of black brotherhood. Uh, <laughs> handing out black cards? Black? We're not handing out black cards. Oh, okay. oh the no. experience. <laughs> we are not. We are handing out the experience of black brotherhood. So, uh, regardless of what you're going through, uh, keep your head up. And uh, if you ever need to talk to anybody, talk to Sterling. Because uh, he'll get you through it. I am right here. We, <laughs> you sound like you're not available. <laughs> I am not qualified. Do not call my number. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm around. But um, talk to I Sterling. Know, I know somebody. I know a guy. Right. Um, but, you know, Sterling's like the most positive out of all of us. So that's why I said Sterling. Um, but with that, you're shutting it down. Josh, drop that beat. Deuces. Good night, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.